Hey everyone, welcome into your weekly sports breakdown. I'm Asher, uh, joined by Jackson, and today is the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. So we got a great show for you today. Um, but first, we made some predictions last time. And Jackson, how those predictions go? Okay, so it is right out of the gate going to be a very evenly matched um, competition between me and Asher in terms of our prediction records for the playoffs. Now, um, for those of you regular listeners, um, you would know that I won the title for the regular season predictions. However, we're starting anew during the playoffs, and it's anyone's game right now. So um, given last week, our overall records, um, just in terms of win-loss predictions, me and Asher both went 4-2. However, for the playoffs, we're also going to count the spread because, you know, there aren't as many playoff games. So to determine how good somebody actually is at predictions, we need a little more um, – we need to have a little more, you know, competition, um, like yeah, there are- things to base our, uh, yeah, our award on. So yeah, and there aren't as many playoff games as there were regular season, so so we have the spread to kind of also say where we're where we're at. Yes. So, um, right now, um, I barely edged out Asher with the spread. I was four one and one due to uh the Washington football team. I predicted they beat the spread. He predicted they didn't, and they um covered the spread. Of ex- um, exactly with eight points. So kind of that as a tie. I was 4-1-1 and, and Asher was 3-2-1. So as it stands, we're counting the spread and the overall equally, correct, Asher? Um, I guess so. Yeah, sure. okay. Okay, so so far I'm 4-2, Jackson's 4-2 overall. In the spread, like Jackson said, I, I was 3-2-1, he was 4-1-1. One one. So yeah, so I have some ground to make up on the spread side of things, but I don't know. Overall, we're tied and I'm looking to take take a lead for the first time ever, I guess. Cause right out of the gate, yeah, you never been... get a couple games up on me. And I never, I never came back from that. So, so this time it's going to be different. I'm going to win the overall and the spread. Just you watch. Okay. We'll see Asher. So. Um, jump right in. Yeah. Let's just get into it. So. Okay. Our first game that we have is the LA Rams who barely edged their way into the playoffs against the Green Bay Packers, who were arguably the best offensive team this season and who they, had they close to the dominant 13-3 record. So, Asher, what do you think is going to happen here? Yeah, I mean, as much as I – I mean, both of these teams have reasons to potentially go to the Super Bowl. I mean, with the Rams, you have the best defense in the league. And look, their offense put up 23 points. Their defense got a pick six. So they did score 30, but it was 23 for the offense. And they did that with their starting quarterback um, injuring his neck and going to the hospital and their backup quarterback playing with a broken thumb. So, I mean, say what you want about this Rams team. They know how to put up points on the board, whether it be their defense or their offense. And defense is where they shine. And so it's going to be – this game is going to be super interesting because the Packers, meanwhile, are the league's best offense. You can't argue that. They scored the most points. They had one of the highest yardage per game totals. They I, – I believe Aaron Rodgers threw more touchdown passes than punts during the season. So just let that wow. stat, stat sink in. 
Aaron Rodgers threw for more touchdowns, not total touchdowns, passing touchdowns, than the the Green Bay Packers special teams, how many times they punted. So that that's actually that's that's mind blowing to me. And I mean, this offense is just they're unstoppable. Their um, their offensive line is really great. They won the best left tackles of the year. Um, although he is out for the postseason, so that's that's a that's a little bit of an issue. Their Pro Bowl left tackle, um, but they have a great run game with Aaron Jones. Devontae, like, say what you want about Tyree Kill or Stephon Diggs. Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the league, at least in my opinion. And Aaron Rodgers ha- is the odds-on favorite to win the MVP. So the Packers, look, it's not like they just went 13-3 and out of luck. They, they're they an amazing team. And, I mean, it's really hard to just pick against them. So looking at it, the Rams – they do have a disruptive defense with Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald and company, but the Packers are just so good. And Aaron Rodgers is this veteran quarterback. He, um, he can read defenses. He's so good with audibles and on the fly. And he knows what to do in those kind of situations. He has the experience in the postseason. Um, Jared Goff does not. He's also Jared Goff is going, is playing with an injured thumb. So, I mean, I'm going to have to take the Packers in this one because the, they're just a, they're just like this unstoppable team. I think they probably win the Super Bowl this year. I, I think they get to the Super Bowl. I don't know who they're, if they, if they beat the team, they're going to play. Probably the Chiefs. Whether it be the Buffalo Bills or the Chiefs or the Ravens. Ravens. I don't know. But sorry, Browns fans. Um, but anyways, yeah, the Packers are going to win. They're going to cover the spread because. Because Aaron Rodgers knows how to get it done. He's going to win MVP, hopefully, this year. Because I don't like Patrick Mahomes. And, yeah, I just – I don't know. I mean, he has a lot to play for. It's like it's like with Big Ben uh, last week, although Big Ben lost and he's out. But, you know, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't doesn't win a Super Bowl this year, who, who knows if he can go back and have, like, another realistic shot in the future. You know, he's getting older and the team is drafting other QBs and stuff like that. So – there's a lot of pressure on him and Aaron Rodgers knows how to deliver under pressure. So after all that long-winded explanation, I'm taking the Packers. They're going to cover the spread. What okay. do you think, Jackson? Okay. Um, yeah, actually, you really said it all. Green Bay Packers had the number one offense um, in the league this past season. Um, they had a middle-of-the-road defense, whereas the Rams had the number one defense this season. But – didn't even have a middle of the road defense uh, offense. They had definitely a blow average offense. So I'm going to have to take the Packers here. And the only way that the Rams win this game is if they somehow, which is possible due to the fact that, you know, they have the best defense in the league that they do hold green Bay to enough points to under 25, maybe under 30 points. And then maybe the Rams can somehow like they did against the Seahawks last week, um, you know, score 30 points. But I don't think that's likely. Um, I know I predicted them to win last week, but I had a little bit of a hunch about that one. I don't, I really don't have this hunch here. Every sign points to the Packers winning this game. Asher already said it. Packers have a phenomenal offense with one of the best quarterbacks of all time. I think it's pretty safe to say by now. Um, whereas the Rams, yes, they may have a very good defense, but their offense just isn't consistent enough, in my opinion, 
to win against such a great Packers team. Now, um, I'm also going to take the Packers to win the spread because they went 13-3 and this past season. In 12 out of their 13 games, they won by over 6.5 points. 12 out of the 13 wins, they scored over 6.5 points. And that is the spread. So they scored a touchdown or more for almost every single win that they had. They have a way of destroying people due to the fact that they can put a lot of points on the board. Now, is it possible that the Rams do make this a tighter game and make it lower scoring due to the fact that they have a very good defense? Yes, but if the Green Bay Packers are going to win this game, it's going to be due to their offense. They're going to put up a lot of points if they win this game, and I'm betting on them to win this game. So that means that I have to bet on them to take the spread, which I feel confident in because they – are just such a good offense, offensive team. Yeah, and just one last note on this on this uh, this game. The Packers are thirteen and three. The three games they've lost uh, were against the Colts, the Vikings, and the Bucks. Now, when they lost against the Bucks and the Vikings, um, the Bucks they're leading. Uh, they accounted for about almost two hundred rushing yards against the Vikings. Dalvin Cook destroyed them for one hundred and sixty-three rushing yards on 30 carries with three touchdowns. So yeah, when they played the Vikings and when they played the Bucks, they got destroyed in the run game. And when they played the Colts, they lost in an overtime game where they really should have won. It was like a fumble and they let a last second comeback happen and all that. But it was, I mean, the Packers should have won that game in my opinion. And look, if they're going to lose, it's because Aaron, Aaron Donald and Jalen, Ram- Jalen Ramsey is going to shut down Devontae Adams and Aaron Donald will get to Aaron Rodgers a lot. And the Rams offense has to run all over the Packers rush defense. So I don't see the Rams, like, yes, Cam Akers has those games, but he also gets the ball like 30, 35 times. I don't think the Rams are going to be able to control this game in that sort of way. So they need like, they need a lot of things to happen for them to have a shot against this Packers, Packers offense. I just don't see that happening again for, for Rams, uh, for a Rams team that averaged, um, I mean, they were a good rush offense. They averaged 124 yards a game. It wasn't like, it wasn't the best rush offense in the league. It was like barely top 10. They were a good team. They were a good rush offense. They weren't a great one. So I don't think they win this game. That's all. That's the last thing I have to say. Um, let's move on. Okay. So this, this game is, in my opinion, so um, and I think that most people would agree with me, um, the most interesting game of this week, it is well, maybe, would, maybe, uh, Bucks Saints because, you know, same division, but yeah, I would, I would say closest game of the week. Yes. Okay. Sure. Um, yeah, like, like, like in terms of the quality of football being played, I'd say this is probably the best in terms of like, you know, the stories behind it. Yeah. I think that the, uh, the bills, the bills and the saints are both. The Bills and the Ravens are both – Bills, Ravens, Saints are like, well, in my opinion, pretty much a wash. And then the Bucks are a little below them. But whatever. That's my opinion. So, okay. um, here we have the Baltimore Ravens versus the Buffalo Bills with the Bills favored to win this game by two points. So, Asher, what do you think is going to happen here? Yeah. So, look, both of these teams, it's about offense for them. Their, their defenses are – I mean, okay, the uh, the Bills are at middle of the road and points allowed. The Oh, the Ravens are actually the, Ravens the, are second, the second best, best defense in the league. Defense so. in the league. 
<laughs> okay, so let me rephrase that statement. Um, this one is super interesting because the Ravens they had the worst uh, they had the worst passing offense in the league, I believe. Yes, they had they had uh, not by far, but they did have the worst passing offense in the league um, with 171 passing yards a game. That said, they had the best far in a way the best rushing yards um yeah. rushing offense in the league with almost 200 yards a game and they were really really good offense that said the the uh the bills had a middle of the road rushing game um a top three pass offense and that resulted in the second highest point total um on the season for the buffalo for the buffalo bills and i mean really it's just bills offense versus ravens defense in my opinion the the Ravens offense, you know what's going to happen. It's going to be a lot of read options. Lamar Jackson is going to get into the secondary. He's going to deal a lot of damage against this Bills rush defense. That is uh, just middle of the road. They're allowing 120 rush yards a game. Yeah, totally. They're not the worst. They're not the best. They're just middle of the road. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Um, and then you have the Bills offense, which is weird and wacky and crazy and Puts up a ton of points. Unpredictable. Josh Allen, it's cr- it's like it's weird because he's. You'd think for someone who has such a such big arm strength and can throw the ball like eighty yards, he would not run the ball as frequently as he does. And he's also like six six, but he runs the ball very very well. like he's a he's a physical runner and he's like he's not afraid. Just, yeah, it's it's really weird what Josh Allen does, but then yeah, well he just like again that. he's I mean defenses have no answer for him. He can throw, he can run, he can you know do everything. He's just a phenomenal athlete. He's he's one of those yes. quarterbacks. There are the quarterbacks that are really smart quarterbacks, and then there are the quarterbacks that are like just really really like athletic, good arms, all that. And he's one of and those this guys. this off this game is athletic quarterbacks with Lamar Jackson being the best. Mm-hmm runner in the league for quarterbacks he's also probably like a, if he were a running back he would be a top 10 running back because he's mm-hmm. just that good he's really fast and so for this for this game it's I don't know I I'm on the fence the Ravens have been really really good at times and then also really like not so good the Ravens they were they were 12 and I mean sorry 11 and 5 on the season they finished out with the four game uh Five-game win streak. They're on a six-game win streak now. Um, I mean, they lost to the Steelers. They um, lost to the Titans. They lost to the Patriots. They've had slumps, and they're not just like this unstoppable. This like both offenses are very unconventional, and it's it's really kind of weird. But um, but the Bills are they're a very very good team. They put up so many points on the board. Um, I mean, there's like 27, 56, 38, 48, 34, 26, 27, 30, 44, back to week nine. They're, they're a great offense. Um, and the Ravens are also they're, – they're a solid offense, but I just don't see the Ravens stopping this Bills team. They're red hot. They're just they, – they haven't lost since week 12, and I don't think they lose today. I mean, they're the number two seed. The Ravens are the – five seed and yeah I mean I just I don't know I don't really know what to say but the 
the Bills are just on fire. They're unstoppable. Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, etc. I don't know. Jackson, what's your take? Okay, so um, first I just want to – this obviously should not influence your – or it should influence your decision, but it shouldn't be – like statistics and the mathematical aspect of a uh, given game should not be the only thing that you base your prediction off of. But if we do look um, at the statistics that both of these teams have – so um, – Right now, the Bills are projected to win by two points. However, Buffalo, yes, they do have the better offense, averaging 2.5 points per game more in scoring than the Ravens. But the Ravens have the far better defense, averaging five points per game um, less in a, a... Okay, sorry, I did not phrase that well. Their points allowed per game, um, they have five points per game less than the Bills. So mathematically the Ravens should actually be projected to win by two and a half points, whereas it's actually um, uh, swinging the opposite direction. So that's a little interesting. And the, so well, I think season long statistics are different from like trends and recent statistics. The bills, um, what is it in their last three games, the bills are averaging 40.3 points a game. Okay, sure. So yeah. Yes. And but- that's, yeah, yeah, but the Ravens aren't doing too bad in too badly in terms of their recent statistics um, either. They scored 47 points um, in uh, week 12, 40 points in week 13, only 27 in um, week. Uh, wait, did I do the math wrong? Yes, I did do math wrong. 13, 47, 14. They scored 40, um, 15. They uh, only scored 27, but they did hold the Giants to uh, 13 points per game. And then 38 against a Bengals team um, in the last game of the regular season. Um, And then finally, they held the Titans to only 13 points per game in the um, first round But I think that's a little different. The the Titans didn't have a rushing – I mean, a a passing offense. They averaged 228 points a game. That's one of the least in the season. And – I mean, when you look at the the Ravens' pass defense, it was oh well, it was it was also it was okay. Sorry, sure. looking at <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I understand that the Titans aren't the highest scoring team in the league. Um, however, holding any good solid team to only thirteen points and doubling their score is a pretty good sign. Um, if you want to talk about recent statistics, so well, scoring twenty points is also not a very good sign in recent statistics. Well, yes, I know, but the Titans have a good defense. But whatever, that's besides the point. Um, that um, my point is that the Ravens, if you look at season long statistics, are the better team. If you look at it recently, you know, um, I actually say it's a wash because the Ravens' defense has been performing so well recently. So um, the the Titans, by the way, have allowed the fifth most yards a game. Just so you know, okay. they're not that good of a defense. Okay, sure. But the point stands that the overall the Ravens do are the better team than the Bills statistically. Yes, you do have to look at how they're doing recently. But the Ravens have, by the way, um, <clears throat> won their last. Uh, they have won their last six games. So. They're doing pretty well, and I'm not too concerned with them. They're definitely not in a slump right now. And here's the issue with the Bills. 
We have the seen Bills have won their last that seven. the Bills are a very inconsistent team. Yes, the Bills absolutely lit up the Dolphins in the last game of the season, 56 points. But then you look at how they played last week, they barely beat the Colts by only three points, only scored 27 points. If anything, the trend isn't looking very good for the Bills. Yes, the they can put up a ton of points in given games, but in other games, they struggle to be really, really, really good in terms of offense. As a matter of fact, in their last game, they scored less than the Ravens' season average. So that does not look good in my opinion. Um, I think that the Ravens just overall, if the, if the Bills have an off game in terms of offense, there is no way that they win this game. And if any team can force the Bills into having an off game, it is – the both um it is the Baltimore Ravens because they um they are the second best defense in the entire league. The they're only allowing 18.6 points per game, um, tied with the Rams. Um, so really they're tied for first, with the third best New Orleans averaging almost two more points per game allowed. So they are a really, really, really good team. Um, in terms of defense, and if they can hold the Bills to a bad offensive game, the Baltimore offense is also good enough to um, exploit the fact that the Bills are only a middle-of-the-road defensive team, meaning because um, the Bills are 15th best in the league in offense, uh, I mean, in uh, defense, whereas the uh, the Baltimore Ravens are the 7th best in the league um, in offense. So, I think that the Ravens hold the Bills to a relatively low-scoring game, and then the Ravens um, um, exploit the fact that the Bills do not have the best defense in the do not have an incredibly good defense, and score enough points for them to um, to beat the Bills. And obviously, because it is an upset, I do have the Ravens covering the spread. Okay, I don't really understand your whole statistics argument. You really have to look at the trends in the last couple of games. The Bills are red hot. You can't deny that. They've won seven in a row. The Bills barely won to the Colts. The Bills won by three points to the Colts. The Bills only scored 27 points last game. They are not red hot at all. They had the benefit of playing not very good teams with the exception of the Dolphins. They lit up the Patriots. They lit up the Broncos. What is that supposed to tell me? Nothing. Yes, they did have a good game against the Dolphins, but that's the one good game that they've had in the last five games. The Dolphins are a very solid team. The, yes, I know. The that, also, I, I just said, said that. Colts that are is the one, one the good game they've had in the last five games. I'm, I'm saying. They're not Colts red hot. one of the best defenses. Well, then you can't say the Ravens are red hot. They only put up 20 points. Yeah, I know. So then you have to look at their overall season statistics. And you have to look at how they played last okay. game. The Ravens, in just, my opinion, I'm just gonna say had a better Josh game against Allen, the Titans, but whatever. Josh Allen and the Bills are going to win because Josh Allen is the third best player in the league right now behind Mahomes and Rodgers. And Lamar Jackson is not good as a passer. So I think the Bills have had time. They are looking at um, what the Ravens do and how they operate. And they're going to shut, they're going to try and shut down Lamar Jackson. They can have a pretty solid defense with Tredavious White and company. And I think they can figure it out and beat the Ravens. So I'm going to take the Bills and the covered spread because their offense is electric and the Ravens, not so much. Okay, let's move on. Well, they're the seventh best in the league, but okay. Um, okay. Well, not as much as the second best in the league. But anyway. Yes, yeah, yeah. This well, like, one, yeah. I believe we're all in agreement. 
the Browns are going to win by 50 points against the lowly Kansas City Chiefs with the record of 2-14. and 14. Right? Oh, no, I'm reading that wrong. The Chiefs had a record of 14-2. and two. Nice, no, that's that, was, <laughs> that was a terrible attempt. Okay, whatever. Um, anyways, Browns, Chiefs, what do you think? All right, well, um, I, I don't really want to take the Chiefs here, but I will take the Chiefs just because, you know, I can't, I can't not take them. They are a very, very good team. They um, have the sixth best offense in the league, but you already know that that's going to turn up in the playoffs because, yes, in terms of statistics, they have the sixth best offense in the league, but who has the real best offense in the league? Who has the best quarterback, arguably one of the best quarterbacks, and probably the best assortment of passing threats in the league? It's, it's got to be the Chiefs, to be honest with you. So I have to take the Chiefs in this game against the Browns. Um, the Browns, if I'm being honest with you, they had the benefit of a weak schedule overall. Um, you know, they won that game last week against the Steelers, but the Steelers, man, I don't know what happened to them, but they just won game. That one game against the uh, football team, I don't know if it demoralized them. I don't know if something happened that was the reason that they lost that game. But ever since, they have just been awful. So, I don't know. The Browns... Wait, weren't you the person that said that the Steelers were going to break out of their slump last week? Yes, that's exactly what I said. And that I admit that I was the playoffs. So, um, okay. although they did I'm score just, 37 okay. points. So, that was actually surprising. It's just that the Browns, the Browns were up 28 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. The game was over. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to say that. The, it was 37. It should have been like, tw- it should have been 29. They, the Steelers scored like two seconds left, whatever. But I, don't, I just don't see that. Okay. Yeah. But okay. So, you know, the Browns, they don't, I don't know. They, they win games, yes, but they don't win by large margins at all. Um, which is a little worrying because, like, they beat the Jaguars by two points. They um, beat the Texans by three points. Their offense is incredibly inconsistent. They have had games – look at this. They have had a two six-point game – no, they have had three six-point games thus far in the season. Um, they had a seven uh, – two seven – no way. Yeah, they had a seven-point game against the Steelers, but back when the Steelers' defense was still good. Um, and then all of a sudden, they go and have a 41-point game against the Titans. That doesn't make any sense. Like, they're a very, very inconsistent team. In terms of offense, you, you just can't choose them to win. You just can't. Because could they win? They actually could, believe it or not, because they have the potential to score a ton of points. And if their defense can step up to the occasion against the Chiefs, they could win. But you can't bet on a team that you think could score 45 points or could score six points. You just can't do that. So I'm going to have to take the Chiefs to win. Obviously, also, the Chiefs are a lot of people's favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. So there's that. The Browns barely made the playoffs. So 
I'm going to take the Chiefs to win, but I do also believe that the Browns will cover this spread. And I think that because the Browns, yes, they're not the best team, but they are pretty solid. Um, like they, um, they are the 12th best offense in the league. The chiefs are the 10th best defense. So, you know, that's kind of a wash. Um, and then, yeah. How did Cleveland make the playoffs? I don't get it. Never mind what I just said. Um, maybe because they're a really, really good football team. They were 12th in offense and 23rd in defense. That's strange. They're not that good. They're not that good. Um, I don't think statistics are everything. Actually. Yeah, I know. But I then you look at the fact that they had a weak schedule and I'm like, uh, I don't know. So I, I actually, actually, you know what? I'm taking the Chiefs to cover the spread. It's a 10 point spread. I don't know. I don't think that the Browns have the capacity to hold the Chiefs to under 30 points with the 23rd best defense in the league going up against arguably the best defense in the league. And then do the Browns wait, 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 score... the Chiefs are the best defense in the league. What? Did you say that? No, Did I said you just say the Chiefs are one of the best offense in the league. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, and does Cleveland score... Um, I, you know what? I, think, I, just, I honestly think that the Chiefs are going to blow up Cleveland's defense... And I don't think that Cleveland scores um, scores more than like 27 points against the Chiefs. Probably they get held to 25 points and the Chiefs just have, or probably maybe even lower, like 20. And then the Chiefs have a, like an above 30 point game. And all of a sudden the 10 point spread hasn't been covered by the Browns. So I'm going to take the Chiefs to cover the spread. I just think that the Browns, they're, they're an unremarkable team. They won some close games against not great teams, and that's how they're in the playoffs. And yes, they didn't have a very good game last week, but it was against a Steelers team that honestly was kind of horrible by the end of the year. So I'm going to take the Chiefs to win this one in 20. So, okay. I just found it funny how you changed your opinion of the Steelers after they lose to the Browns. Yeah. Anyway. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, here's the thing I was betting that the Steelers weren't as bad, that, that the Steelers were, I was betting that the Steelers were in a slump. And it turns out they weren't in a slump. They were just bad. So, you know. Well, no, they are in a slump. But, yeah. But they were also bad. Okay. Whatever. Okay. My turn. Um, let's just let's just um, forget that the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes for a second. Because I think Patrick Mahomes is very overrated. Yes, he's one of the – he's a top five quarterback in the league. No, he's not the best in the league. Aaron Rodgers is the best. I Agreed, think Josh yeah. Allen – Josh Allen, you could say, is the second best. And then you get Patrick Mahomes in third. Deshaun Watson, if he weren't on the Texans, would be the MVP. He, he actually led the league in passing yards, And by the way. The Chiefs are 14-2. and two. I get that. Let's look at who they played. The Texans. The Chargers. So they, they have played the best team in the league, in the Chargers. But that was when – it was week two. It was when the Chargers were still not so good. Um they played the Ravens because they beat the Ravens because the Ravens couldn't pass. And so that was just, I think that's an outlier game. They barely beat the Patriots without Cam Newton. They lost to the Raiders, barely beat the Chiefs, barely beat the Bills, 
Um, yes, they beat the Broncos. Broncos suck. Yes, they beat the Jets. The Jets suck. They barely came back and beat the Panthers in week nine. Barely beat the Raiders week 11. Barely beat the Bucks week 12. Barely beat the Broncos week 13. Barely beat the Dolphins week 14. Barely beat the Saints week 15. Beat the, beat the Falcons by three points in week 16. And then they got blown up by the Chargers in week 17. This Chiefs team is very, very overrated. Yes, they can put up points on offense. And yes, Patrick Mahomes is a really, really good quarterback. And Tyreek Hill is a dominant force. And so is Travis Kelsey. I get that. But the Chiefs are, you could call it a slump. They scored 17 against the Falcons when they were still trying. They hadn't clinched a bye yet. They were still trying to win. They scored 17 against the Falcons in a game where Patrick Mahomes was 24-44 for 278-2-1. That's not a really good game for Patrick Mahomes. You get um, a middling-of-the-road rush offense in that game, and the Chiefs just, you know, they had they had seven points at the end of the third quarter. So it was not a very good offensive showing for the Chiefs, and then they had their scrubs in against the Chargers. And that game, well, no, they didn't have their scrubs in. They just didn't have their stars in. So they didn't have Tyreek Hill. They didn't have Travis Kelsey. They still had their best defense in the game. And when you look at the Browns, the Browns have everything to play for in this game. They have momentum on their side. They've won. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Question, question. Yeah. I think everybody has everything to play for when it's an elimination game in the playoffs, but whatever. Yes. However, I just think the Chiefs are coming in and they're saying, oh, we got this game. It's the Browns right? We're going to win. We're the Chiefs. We're the defending Super Bowl champions. We're the odds-on favorite to win this year. We're going to win this game. It's a divisional game. Like, who cares? The Browns scored 48 points against the Steelers with 28 in the first quarter. And that game was over at the end of the first quarter. They, they like, let up. They didn't really care. Baker Mayfield, 263-3. and three. And then their rush offense. You get Nick Chubb, um, 76 yards on four and a half, four point two yards of carry. T- Kareem Hunt, uh, 48 yards on six yards of carry, and two touchdowns to boot. And then you get, um, look, they had a really, really good game. And their defense is super underrated. The Browns' defense is super underrated. They have momentum on their side. They beat the Steelers when they needed to to get in the playoffs. They beat the Steelers again in the playoffs. Um, and now they go up against the Chiefs. Everyone thinks they're going to get blown out. The spread has them losing by 10 points. Um, every, everyone's saying the, Brown, the Browns are just going to lose, lose, lose. No one thinks they're going to win. So I'm going to choose them to win because the Browns <laughs> are – look, they have momentum. The Chiefs don't. The Chiefs could be a little rusty out of the gate. And the Browns, look, we saw what they did out of the gate against Pittsburgh, right? Who sure. says they don't do that again against the Chiefs? And so I think, I think the Browns have – a greater chance than anyone gives me credit. And I'm going to take that chance. I think the Browns are going to upset the chiefs. Am I saying that because I hate the chiefs? Yes. Do I think they have a realistic shot? Yes. I would give them like a 30, 35% chance of winning this game against the chiefs. Okay. So that's you could say that's a little high, but I don't know. I'm going to take that chance. I, I think the, I, I just have a gut feeling the Browns are going to win this game. I don't think they get past the divisional round, but I think it's a momentum game. And they have – their team morale is 
like higher than the uh, they're more they're they're more motivated to win this game than the Chiefs are, right? Because the Chiefs are already eyeing the Super Bowl, and the Browns are saying, "Look, we're ready for this game. We're going to beat the Chiefs. We're you know we're locked." I just I just see the Browns winning this game because I don't know. I just have a gut feeling. You could stay all you could say all you want with the statistics. I mean, the Browns had the third best rush offense in the in the league. And the, top, uh, the Chiefs have a mid. Yeah, but that's okay. Um, they have one of the. Um, they have one of the uh, best offenses to- in total, I believe. Um, and then you have the Kansas City Chiefs, who have a middle of the road defense. And I just see maybe the Browns get a couple defensive touchdowns, and you know okay, they okay. have everything to play for. So I don't know. I'm just gonna okay, take okay, the Browns. Okay. Let me, let me just say one thing about the stats. Um, Chiefs, sixth best offense in the league, 10th best defense in the league. Browns, 12th best offense in the league, 23rd best defense in the league. Moving on. Yeah, you could say what you want. Miles Garrett's going to disrupt Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the Chiefs have some key inactives for this game. The Browns get some players back off of the COVID list. I'm going to take them to win because I just have a feeling. I just have a feeling. Okay? Fair enough. That Let's is move on. There. Okay. We get to watch two old people putter around a football a football field trying to throw the ball more than five yards. This is going to be super interesting. Sounds like me playing football. <laughs> it is the it's the oldest uh, NFL quarterback game in history, postseason or regular season. Oh, my God. Drew Brees versus Tom Brady. Tom Brady is 44 years old. Drew Brees is um, – let me just look him up really quick. Drew Brees is 42 years old. So, I mean, look, you're getting 86 years of life into this game. And there may be some back pains and there may be some other things, but this game's going to be super interesting because, you know, two old people trying to throw the ball more than five yards. What do you think? Yeah, well, I think that Asher just got everybody very excited for this upcoming matchup. Um, and, you know, the Saints, in my opinion, are the superior team. The Saints oh, definitely. could definitely they, – they could definitely win the Super Bowl, for sure. They have a very I – I wouldn't say it's like, you know, like upwards of 50%, obviously not. But they, they, they definitely have a shot. Like for sure, that that is what oh, they are aiming for right now. It's not like it's not like the Washington Football Team making the playoffs and just saying, "Oh, let's give it the best we got." You know, like they are aiming for the top spot right now, more than other teams. They know that they can get there. The Bucks, on the other hand, eh, I mean, the Bucks are a very interesting team because they have a very very good offense. Third best offense in the league. And they best also have defense. a good defense. Eighth best defense in the league. But then you look at New Orleans, or New Orleans, they have the fifth best offense in the league and the third best defense in the league. So New Orleans, they, they have a little bit of an edge. They're off the offense and defense of the two teams cancel each other out. And then New Orleans, uh, uh, defense is a little better than Tampa um, than Tampa Bay's. Wait, then wait, wait, wait. Okay, sorry. Okay, let, let me phrase that better. 
New Orleans' defense and Tampa Bay's offense cancel each other out. And then Tampa Bay's defense and New Orleans, New Orleans' offense is a little better than Tampa Bay's defense. So, but it's going to be a close one, right? Like, there's not that much of a difference. On any given night, stuff could happen in which three places on, um, like, uh, like, a difference of three spots on the rankings might not matter. We can just throw that out the window, right? Except we look at the last time they played Saints 38 3. What was going and on? That was, that and and that was um yes, it was 38 to 3. It was also 31 nothing at halftime. Yes. So yeah, so the Saints just completely yeah. blew up the Bucks in that one. Yeah. Tom Brady, 22 of 38, 209 yards, three interceptions, no touchdowns. Jeez, look at the rush offense for the Bucks in that game. Five carries for eight yards. Wow. That's crazy. That's, that's insane. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> five carries. <laughs> five carries for See, eight that's yards. That's not even trying. Like, what were you doing? That's a coaching issue. No, that, right. that game, it was just over. They, they just had to throw the ball. Tom Brady threw the ball. What was it? Well, he only threw the ball 38 times. The Saints kept the ball almost the entire game. So. Yeah, you know, yeah, true. Okay, but. The Packers on a night where ta- where Jameis Winston got in the game and went, you know, yeah, he, he went in the game. Yeah. So the Buccaneers, they have a habit of inflating their statistical points per game average by putting up a ton of points against bad teams. Like, and they're forty four to twenty seven. Yeah. He beat against the Falcons in classic unsportsmanlike Tom Brady fashion. They run up the score against bad teams. So. Yeah, well, they also do it early. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I know. If you look at the Bucks when they played the Detroit Lions, forty-seven to seven, they didn't score in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, true, so, true. I, basically, I'm just trying to. Yeah, like, and Tom Brady, Tom Brady left the game at halftime. Oh, okay. Like I was trying was to 20, like. Wow, Tom. This was a Tom Brady game. Twenty-two of twenty-seven for three hundred forty-eight yards, four touchdowns. His backup, Blaney Gabbard. Threw the ball 15 times for 143 yards and two touchdowns. Wow. So he was he didn't play in the second half and he put up that stat line. That was that's insane. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So here's the thing. The Buccaneers, it seems to me that their offense struggles a little bit against good defenses. For instance, against the Rams, the Buccaneers only scored 24 points. Um and there are a lot of cases of this happening throughout the season, like with the Saints game that we talked about. And yeah, it begs the question, will the Buccaneers be able to put up a ton of points against the Saints? My personal opinion is not. No. I think they are going to put up less than 25 points against the Saints. Oh, I'd say less than 20. Okay, sure. Yeah, good. Fewer. Yeah. So now the question is, how many points is New Orleans going to put up? So I'd say more than 30. Yes. So they're putting up an average of 29 point and a half points per game um, right now. And uh, Tampa Bay is holding teams to an average of 22 points per game. So New Orleans is holding teams to an average of 21 points per game, just so you know. Really? They're a better uh, defense than Tampa Bay. Yes, definitely. Overall, 
the Saints have allowed the fourth least yards a game. Bucks have allowed the sixth least. Yes. So, just so you know, the Saints are a very, very good team. They're the fifth best uh, pass defense, while the Bucks are just like below average. And then rush defense. Yes, the Bucks are the best uh, rush defense in the league. The Saints are number four. So the Saints are a very well-rounded defense. I don't think people give them enough credit. They are a great defense. Yeah, agreed. So, you know, I just think that um, – I just think that the Saints – I. I don't know. I think they're the better team. I don't think that Tampa Bay is very good. Um, I mean, I mean, no, they're very good, but I just don't think that Tampa Bay can can play with the Saints. To be honest with you, I think that yeah. Tampa Bay, the way that they win games, putting up a lot of points. I don't think that the Saints allow them to do that, and I think that the Saints put up enough points to get over twenty five in this game. So I'm going with the Saints also to beat the three point spread. So yeah. Yeah, I am as well. And just a note, when they played the Bears last week, yes, it's the Bears, but they only allowed effectively three points. They did allow, what was it, like nine points? But that was literally end of the game, Hail Mary, uh, Bears scored a touchdown. So, you know, it's it's more like three points, 21 to three instead of 21 to nine. But, yeah, so I'm going to take the Saints and they cover the spread because the Saints' defense is so underrated. They're one of the best defenses in the league. They let, they let up, like, 21 points a game. He said they score, like, 29. They, they're they just – they're very, very good. And I think they win. Saints-Packers, assuming that Saints and Packers win, is going to be an incredible conference championship. And I can't wait to watch it, provided the Saints and the Packers win, of course. Yeah. That's going to be very interesting to see. Yeah, so that'll do it. I took the Saints, the Browns, the Bills, and the Packers. Jackson took the Packers, the Ravens the Chiefs and the Saints to win their respective games. We all took, I mean, we both took for all of the games, the team that we said would win to cover the spread. Yeah. That's interesting. There was no game where we, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Um, Yeah. So now it's time for our um, NFL awards segment. Now it's the end of the year and the end of the, uh, the major awards are going to come out soon. And let's just say it, we have the comeback player of the year, the offensive player in the, of the year, defensive player of the year, rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. Although, actually, no, just rookie of the year. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, the big ticket item, MVP. So let's just kick it off with the Alex Smith comeback player of the year. I may have spoiled it there, but I'm going to take Alex Smith because – you don't suffer a broken leg and then an infection and almost die and then come back and lead your team to a division win and a spot in the playoffs without winning the comeback player of the year award and getting the award named after you. Yeah. So I'm going to take Alex Smith. Hopefully it's a unanimous decision. He far and away deserves to win the award. Just looking at his stats from before he got injured. If you were just looking at that, you didn't know about the leg injury. He would not win. Right, because he had his stats weren't as good as when before his leg injury. But I mean, he broke his leg; he almost died. It was insane. Like seventeen surgeries. He's he's gonna win. He should win. He deserves to win. He the game it it should be named Alex Smith comeback player of the year after this year. The fact that Alex Smith was even willing to go back to football after what it yeah. did to him is incredible. Shows incredible love of the game and 
you have to respect him more than almost any other player because that really shows very, very few people would do that after all he has been through. Um, a lot of people would have just given up on football entirely and started to, you know, not like playing it as much due to that, what happened. But he stuck with it. He wasn't Andrew Luck, um, you know. Andrew yeah. Luck started, yeah, so. Although Andrew Luck, it wasn't like Alex Smith. He didn't suffer one injury. It was like, yeah, he had a boatload of injuries. Each of them kept him out for like a couple months. It was, that was a sad situation for Andrew Luck. Yeah. Right? And yeah, it sucks sure. because now the Colts have one of the best offensive lines in the league. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that really sucks. Yeah, really it does. Sucks. But you know what? And Quentin Nelson, he is a he is a beast. Yeah. That left – yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. But Alex Smith is going to win. I don't really know of anyone else who could win that award this year, but it's going to be Alex Smith. Yeah. Um, let's move on. So we have Offensive Player of the Year. This one is super interesting, in my opinion, because I think – look, it's a three-quarterback race for MVP – Spoiler alert, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Holmes, Josh Allen could get a vote here or there. Um, offensive player of the year, I don't think it should be one of those three because offensive player of the year, like no wide receiver or running back or tight end wins MVP, really. So when you're looking at offensive player of the year, that's where they can they can win. And mm-hmm. um, look, last year it was Michael Thomas because he put up, he set the record for most NF, for most catches in a season, he beat Lamar Jackson, who, who was the MVP. And often, I mean, just looking at, at the different candidates, you know, Derrick Henry ran for 2,000 yards. What, like, not even 10 people have done that in history. Sure. I think that's very commendable. You get Stephon Diggs, who led the league in receiving yards. Travis Kelsey set the record for most, um, like, everything for tight end. You get Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook. This is a really tough decision. Uh, yeah, so Jackson, who are you going to take? I'm going to go with Derrick Henry. And okay. my reasoning yeah. for this is that you can't argue with over 2,000 yards. That's when it becomes almost like a legendary season. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's when it's, it's – you can't, you can't detract that. That is something that if they write books about Derrick Henry in the future or whatever, that's going to be one of the main things that they mention. You know what I mean? That is yeah. going to be – quite possibly the highlight of his career, what he tells his grandkids when he gets older. Oh, I rushed for 200 yards in a season, you know? So I I have to take him. It would be almost unfair to give it to another running back who didn't have as many yards as him. And in terms of wide receivers, I don't know. I don't think there are any phenomenal, like super, super phenomenal wide receivers this year, like there were, like Michael Thomas was last year. So I'm just going to go with Derrick Henry on this one. I think he deserves it. He was just liable to go off for, an 80-yard run at any time, he, that's just like a new type of threat. It's almost, like, it's almost like in basketball how Steph Curry is liable to just shoot from 40 feet at any given time. It's kind of like that. It's almost like not fair when you can do something that crazy just whenever. So I, I, I have to go with Derrick Henry. Yeah, um, this one's super interesting for me. I – I'm on the fence here because you get Derrick Henry. He, he did run for 2000 yards in the season. You get Travis Kelsey. And then of course you have all of the other people. You have uh, Stephon Diggs and then you have Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. And this one is so interesting for me because I think this is a wide open race. Derrick Henry. Yes. 
Yes, but he also like was fed the ball like 400 times in the season. That's, you know, you're supposed to get out like 1,500 to 2,000 yards when you, when you get the ball that, that often. And their offense revolved around him. I don't think it was him, him uh, leading the offense as much as the offense was tailored to him. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. He, yeah. Was, in a, he was in a better situation for production. It was his system. Yeah. The system was revolved around him. It wasn't so much as he helped the, the, system. the system. Yes. Yes. Like Brady made the best of the system in, the, in New England. We yes. saw now because New England was terrible after Brady left mm-hmm. and Brady was great in Tampa Bay. I don't yes. think that's the case with Derrick Henry. Um, offensive player of the year. I'm going to go with Josh Allen okay. because I don't, I don't know. I kind of feel bad for him. He's not going to win MVP and he deserves to be recognized for something that he did this year. He was insane. And so I'm going to take him as my offensive player of the year. I don't think he's going to win offensive player of the year. I think it probably goes to Derrick Henry, maybe Stephon Diggs, but I'm going to take Josh Allen because he was just insane. He created the system in Buffalo. And so I think I'm going to take him. Yeah, you know, and he's, he's only 24 years old. He could. Yeah. He could end up going down as one of the all-time greats. He could end up just being a decent quarterback, but he could end up going down as, like, really, really good. Who knows? But, yeah. anyway, moving on to Defensive Player of the Year. Asher, who do you have? Um, yeah, this is a three-person race, in my opinion. Um, you get uh, TJ Watt, who led the league in sacks, um, although he was a defensive end. And Aaron Donald had 13 and a half sacks. Uh, TJ Watt had 15. Aaron Donald had 13 and a half. Aaron Donald was a defensive end, defensive tackle. True. So it's, it's hard to break. It's so much harder yeah. for defensive tackle to get um, to get sacks because he has to go through like two or three people. It's just so much harder. And I don't know. I think that um, – I don't know. It's it's really interesting for me because Aaron Donald, TJ Watt, and then you had Xavier Howard who led the league in interceptions. He was a great quarterback, great cornerback. Um, I'm going to take – I mean, TJ Watt was just so disruptive, also in the passing game not and the rushing game, although Aaron Donald was, a, was a, just a complete force. But ah, this, is, this is so tough for me. I think Aaron Donald deserves to win – but I think TJ Watt will win. Yeah, agreed. So are we going who we think deserves? Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna take Aaron Donald. Okay, I'm gonna actually have to take because I think he's here. I think he will win. I think he also deserves to win. And my reasoning is, you know, I, I've gotten a little bored of Aaron Donald being dominant year in year out. But also, TJ Watt, it's like you can't. I know that Aaron Donald got almost as many sacks at a less favorable position. But you also have to look at, like, if Aaron Donald was an end, would he have gotten as many sacks as TJ Watt? Aaron Donald oh, is definitely, more... Definitely. Well, I think, I, think you're, I think you're disvaluing the um, the difference between defensive end and defensive tackle. Well, yes, I, I know. But Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald was trained to be a defensive tackle. He's trained to be a big guy. He's probably not as quick as TJ Watt is. So... I'm just saying, when you're a defensive end, it's usually a one-on-one situation. And when you're a defensive tackle, you're going up against two guys. It's also so much harder to get to the quarterback because 
you have to go like through the people instead of just being able to go around. I, I think- Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, I, I, I realize that. But what I'm saying is we shouldn't detract from TJ Watt and what he oh, did. Oh, he was great. He was great, but Aaron yes. Donald was bad. Yeah, but also because, but it's because Aaron Donald, it's like, yes, he's really strong. Is he stronger than TJ Watt? Yes, but which one is quicker to the ball? TJ Watt's quicker to the ball, so that favors him. And he's end. supposed to be. TJ Watt he's is good at end. Aaron Donald is good at tackle. Maybe Aaron Donald is the better player. I don't know, but I'm going with TJ Watt here. Um, he has had a better season statistically. I know that Aaron Donald's at a less favorable position for statistics, but you know, TJ Watt was just 15 sacks. It's hard to argue with. So I'm going to take TJ Watt. Yeah. So before we get to MVP, we got to go through the rookie of the years and then coach of the year. Um, let's go coach of the year. I'm going to take uh, Sean McDermott from the from the Buffalo Bills because. He helped um, uh, Josh Allen evolve and really blossom into the player he is today. He also led them to a to a great season um, with new component with new uh, players like Stephon Diggs. He helped Stephon Diggs, um, and he just ha- he was really good at play calling. So I'm taking Sean McDermott from the Bills. Okay, um, I was not prepared for taking this. I don't really follow coaches that much, but I'll just take Andy Reid because. Um, okay. Because, you know, again, made the most out of um, the Chiefs' uh, weapons. Um, I don't know. He really maximizes the fact that he has a very talented quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. And he knows that Patrick Mahomes is one of those quarterbacks. You have to, you have to give him a little bit of freedom to do his own thing. Because that's where Patrick Mahomes thrives in terms of improvisation. A lot of quarterbacks would put him in a more structured system, which is an issue. It's kind of almost like... Um, I use this Michael Jordan analogy. Michael Jordan was much better in the NBA than he was in North Carolina. At North Carolina, everyone's like, yeah, he's pretty good, but he went third overall in the draft. People were like, yeah, he's good, but his coach, Coach Dean Smith, who was very famous for saying, uh, for keeping everybody in a very, very specific structure, he said, Michael Jordan is going to be a much better pro player than he was college player because I kept him boxed up in such a big, uh, in such a structure. Now, Coach, uh, coach Smith's method worked. Because at that time, Michael Jordan wasn't also the player that he became later on. But also, you have to put into perspective, what if, you know, Patrick Mahomes got a coach that was much more structured and made him play in the pocket constantly and didn't give him the option to, um, you know, improvise as much? Then what happens? Then he's not quite as good. So... Um, I think that Andy Reid deserves a lot of credit for fully unleashing Patrick Mahomes and realizing what he has in him. And that is basically um, like, so I, I give him credit for what the Chiefs have become. So I'm going to take Andy Reid. Okay. So now we have offensive rookie of the year. This is a two person race, but not really. You get um, Justin Jefferson, who was great in his first year as a Minnesota Viking. And then you get the actual choice, which is Justin Herbert. Um, Joe Burrow went down, boo-hoo, to Bengals fans. I'm sorry, not really, because if Joe Burrow was still in the, still, uh, still healthy and playing, Justin Herbert might not win because Joe Burrow was was great and he would continue to be great. But Justin Herbert was amazing. He um, he set the rookie record for completions, for passing touchdowns, for games 300 yards, multiple touchdowns. He was 36 yards away from most yards in a season. He also played only 15 games because he, he sat out week one. So 
if he had played that extra game, he would have set that record. And this far and away, he was like incredible. You know, yeah, he's a top 10 quarterback in my opinion already. And yeah, so I'm gonna take him, no question. Okay. So um yeah, I, I agree with you. Um Justin Herbert, it was between Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. You can't take Joe Burrow because he went down early. So Justin yeah. Herbert. Okay. Defensive rookie of the year, Chase Young. He's yeah. Chase Young. Football team. Yeah. Chase okay. Young. We both got our wishes with, with rookie of the year. Yeah. Um Justin Herbert, Chase Young. So yeah. Chase, he was he was incredible. He's like he's yeah. he's just absolutely insane. He's he didn't run the 40 in the NFL combine, probably because the only thing that it could do would hurt him, you know? Or yeah. not hurt him, but he's, like he's really good. But he's like He's, he's a huge guy, incredibly strong. One of the best athletes in the NFL already because he's such a big guy and he's also incredibly fast and quick. So he's just like a dream come true um, for any defensive coordinator. So yeah, Chase Young, really, really good. Okay, yeah, so now um, it's time for the MVP. Now, in my opinion, you have two choices. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. And that's the big question. Um, do you go with an aging veteran who had one of his best seasons of his career, um, probably top 10 quarterback of all time, led his team to a 13-3 record? He was great. Aaron Rodgers was great. He led the league in passing touchdowns. Or do you go with the person who led the league in passing yards a game, who almost he would have led the league in total yards had he played in week 17, in Patrick Mahomes led his team to a, it was 14 and two, 14 and one in his act when he played because he sat out week 17. And yes, Patrick Mahomes was, I think he had a better season than Aaron Rodgers, but you have to look at the weapons that he had on the team. Yeah. He had Tyreek Hill. He had the best tight end, Travis Kelsey. He had a really good defense. He had um, a great run game with Le'Veon Bell and Clyde Edwards Lair. I, Aaron Rodgers was more valuable to the Packers than Patrick Mahomes was, right? Yeah, agreed. You to the coaches. You said it. Andy Reid was responsible for most of the play calling. Yeah. I would say Aaron Rodgers was responsible for most of the play calling for Green Bay. Yes. Yeah. So that's yeah. the difference. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers because he deserves it and he's going to win. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is just – He's very good. really good. Uh, I don't know. I just – I get the feeling – from Patrick Mahomes that he's a little overrated that yeah. a lot of the times he's favored more because his highlights are cool, but then but again, Aaron Rodgers is great. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is more conservative. So he's not as fun to watch, but he's just a really, really good player. Gets the job done. Much smarter quarterback. I think than Patrick Mahomes. So yeah, I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers. Okay. So we both had Alex Smith. I took Josh Allen. You took Derek Henry for offensive player of the year, Aaron Donald, TJ Watt, defensive player. We both took Aaron Rodgers as our MVP. We both took Justin Herbert as the rookie of the offensive rookie of the year, Chase Young for defensive. I took Sean McDermott from the bills and Jackson took Andy Reid from the chiefs for coach of the year. May I say that I think Sean McDermott deserves it, but I think Sean Payton was all is also a very, very good coach and probably second best in the league. So that's my okay. Um, yeah, so this has been your weekly sports breakdown. Thank you for tuning in. Um, please, if you have the time, leave a review down below if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, which is the only place we're publishing this, so you are on Apple Podcasts. And 
I, there's no excuse because I know you're listening on Apple Podcast. So um, also, please don't be afraid to leave a comment down below about what you think, ideas, new segments we could do. You know, we're always looking for suggestions and, you know, that'll help. So, yeah. So thank you for tuning in. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackson, do you have any last notes? Um, no, not really. Just uh, get excited for another great week of NFL playoff football. It'll be interesting to see how me and Asher's predictions play out. Maybe Asher um, makes up a little bit on me. Maybe I open the gap. Um, so make sure to tune in next time. It is very interesting. This is the most exciting time of the year if you are a football fan. So um, be sure to make it a little uh, funner um, by tuning into our podcast. Yeah, so thank you. And um, so long. We'll catch you next time. This has been your weekly sports breakdown. Bye. Bye.